What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Horror Nights Unscripted, episode six, a podcast talking about all things Halloween Horror Nights in an unscripted and unique way. My name is Scott from SoCal Exploring. And my name's Adrian from Lost TV. And we're going to be trying to do like kind of like a filler portion, maybe like five to ten minutes before all these episodes, kind of just get things like recap the week, recap a couple things, a couple stories that we may want to tell, like like the freaking Walmart story the last episode. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just, just small stuff like that, you know, kind of just so you guys can see more of our personality other than us just talking about Horror Nights or interviewing whatever guests we have on and specifically guests that we have on today. So Losh was out at City Walk yesterday for the grand reopening. Uh, I was I'm still confused because the vlog is currently exporting as I'm filming this right now. So it's like I don't know if I'm gonna title it grand reopening or just reopening. I feel like grand reopening sounds better. <laughs> grand, just grand. It just, just I don't know, it sounds extremely nice. Extremely grand. But yeah, Losh was out there. He was filming a vlog. You guys have already seen it by now because that has that is already up by the time that you're watching this. So what was it like, Losh? Like, what was the overall experience? Because we know it was we- limited operations, but... It, it felt weird at first, but it was nice to see a good amount of people there knowing that they're preparing for the future. Like, preparing for what they're going to be doing maybe a month down the line. It must have no. felt nice to, like, get out for once, you know? Yeah. It was nice but to I mean, see some of, like, the theme park community out there. Yeah, because like we we still get out, you know. At least I I know you're still you're still working, but I mean I try my best to get out of the house as much as I can, to to like go to the beach for example right now or just like walk, but I haven't seen any of my theme park friends. So yeah, it kind of sucks. sucks not seeing theme park theme park friends. And it's like it, it not it it doesn't even have to be theme park friends, just the theme park community as a whole. You know, like you said, like. You see all these people that you haven't seen in a while, and you see so many familiar faces. So I don't know. I, I, I'd feel I'm gonna feel weird when our city walk opens or our downtown Disney opens. I'm gonna feel really weird. Does did it look like the processes were like going smoothly as far as like everything? Good. They had um, as they saw in the vlogs, they had like the six feet separation and everything. Mm-hmm. And everyone was following by the guidelines. Everyone was wearing a mask. There was an occasional person that had their mask below their nose, and I'm like, yo, that's not CDC guidelines. Yeah. Fix your mask. Like, I didn't on, say man. it to them, but I thought <laughs> it. And it was cool that everyone was actually listening, and there weren't people doing the idiotic thing and not yeah. paying attention to the guidelines. Well, it's it's interesting because like, I, I made my Shanghai video talking about how what I saw on the internet from Shanghai Disneyland's opening and it looked like some people were breaking the rules, but it seemed like from the city walk pictures and the videos and stuff like that, it seemed like for the most part, everybody was following the rules, mm-hmm. which is nice because, I mean, I originally put out that I was scared for the U.S. when our, start, when our stuff starts. It's going to be o- different when the theme parks open, obviously. Less yeah. people will have a care, but I feel like this is a really good step in the right direction. That's like one thing, I don't know if it made it in the video or not. Because I know we talked about it, but I don't know. Because we were talking, me and my cousin were talking about it in the car driving back. To go into the store, they only were allowing a certain amount of people in. So there was a long line outside the store at one point. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't, what, I don't know if I. In the clip that you sent me, it looked like it was short at, at so that time. We, we went into the store twice. We got, went in right oh. when we got there. So right at 5 o'clock. Because we got there okay. at 5, it opened at 4. We went right into, right into the store. We waited maybe two minutes. 
But then when we went to go back in with our friends um, Avion and Jamari, they uh, we waited about 10 to 15 minutes to go in. Not a super long wait, yeah. but they were keeping track of how many people were in the store, and they were making sure that everyone, like there was enough space for everyone in the store, basically. That's interesting. I saw that Voodoo Donut had a long line, too. Yeah, Voodoo Donut's line, like, ra- I didn't want to go back there, because I... Which, I mean, that's not a surprise. That's always a long line. The line, like, whipped in the back. Like, it went yeah. inside where the other restrooms are behind Voodoo. Oh, that's, okay, okay, okay. That's a long line. Yeah, yeah I mean, it I, it did look like a long line, like I said. Um, the Voodoo line is always long. It just... One thing that a lot of you guys are going to have to take in consideration when going to these theme parks is if you look at a line, for example, like Horror Nights is, is the best example. If um, I don't know what the exact name is, but where Ghostbusters was last year, that location that has a very long queue. And if you see that that queue is filled up and you may think it's an hour, but it could be only like 30 minutes because you got to take into account people are six feet apart. You know, mm-hmm. queue lines may look longer than they actually are. So I guess that's one thing to take into account. I'm sure, you know, you'll have your long lines here and there, but I don't know. It's it's going to be different when the theme park's open. I just, I really hope that people follow it. I really do. I just hope people listen and things can just go smooth. And we can just easily work into things. Because for then example, everything can be happy. For example, if everyone abides by the guidelines, we can have a bigger chance of Horror Nights having a bigger amount of people going. If you get what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like the capacity bigger, raising. Exactly. And frequent fear being on sale. Exactly. I was talking yeah. to a friend about that back at um at CityWalk, and he mm-hmm. was like, I don't think they're going to cancel frequent fear for the fact that it makes them the most money. Exactly. That's what that's one of the big things that like we've all been talking about. Yeah. It's like it makes so much money. <laughs> so it's, it's going to be interesting to see that. I don't know. I, I'm... This is, I feel like this technique is going to work really well for the theme parks. From what we saw yesterday at CityWalk, I feel like it's going to work really well. However, for Horror Nights, they're going to have to implement some other stuff. Yeah, it's going to have to be enforced harder as well, because there's going to be kids. Because there wasn't that many kids at CityWalk. It was all like vloggers and adults. It was all all vloggers and adults. So it's like, there's a big difference between the two. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like yesterday it was just more like everyone who just wants to get out of the damn house. Like, who's going to take their kid out to City Walk? Like, there's nothing to do for them, you know? Mm-hmm. There's not that much to do right now in general, but still, it's like uh, people who are adults can enjoy just walking around, whereas kids are just going to be like bored out of their mind and want to go into the theme park. <laughs> exactly. so, what was it like seeing the theme parks empty? It was so weird. So, when I walked up to the gate, like the Universal Gate. Uh huh. And I saw that it was barricaded off. I was like, dang, this sucks. Because <laughs> I'm so used to walking into Universal. Like, walking into City Walk, going mm-hmm. straight to Universal, and going straight to the back, and either riding E.T. or riding Men in Black. So I was yeah. walking that way. And in my head, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to the park. And then I was like, wait. Right when I got like, to the gate. JK. Everything, everything came to a screeching halt. And I'm like, oh. Also, there was some construction there. Which was oh, weird I saw that. Like, the the pavement work or something yeah they, they're like retiling or like i'm like mm-hmm. this is this is nice you know gives them an opportunity to get everything nice and pretty and there was also a lot of uh there's all like clips that i cut out like i i saw adrian sent me a clip that he knocked down a fence <laughs> oh my god dude i didn't know i didn't touch the fence so we're standing there right we're recording and then the wind just like pushes the thing and i'm like i'm getting out of here 
before I get in trouble. You get if you guys go rewatch the vlog, you can hear like the the fence. It's on. It's the clip I think where he's zooming in to Rip Ride Rocket. You can hear the fence like fall, <laughs> and then afterwards like cut out. But like the fence was like tilted like all the way. <laughs> Dude, I was like, I was like, I'm gonna get out of here before I get in trouble because I'm not Bro, gonna risk this. I'm not risking. Imagine it. they just came up to you like, um, sir, what are you doing? Like we have to kick you out. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait months for the parks to reopen just to get kicked out the day that City Walk reopens. It's great. That was so funny. <laughs> it looked so hot, but it looked so windy. It was hot. Whenever there wasn't a gust of wind, mm-hmm. it was just dry heat, and I was like, "This is terrible." I think it was cool that uh, Universal's masks are so cheap for the most part. Yeah, it was. I think they're relatively priced well, and then they mm-hmm. have those little bottles of hand sanitizer too, which isn't priced bad either. I think everybody likes those because they have those little clips on them. Yeah, those are convenient. I almost bought one, but I was like, <laughs> I have a big yeah, bottle I... of hand sanitizer, and I work at Publix. Yeah, and you're like, realistically, how much am I going to use it, even though it should be? <laughs> <laughs> they also had, speaking of hand sanitizer, they had the little stations everywhere, the little Purell. Purell stations? Yeah, I only saw, like, one that I was able to record, because I didn't want to, like, record when there was, like, a mass of, not a mass of people, but, like, a group of people. Cause I, don't know, I feel like that's weird to them, just yeah. being recorded. But they were all over City Walk, wherever yeah. you had to eat or like. What like every like would like what would you say and feet wise how how far they were separated? I'd probably say between like fifteen and twenty feet. Oh, that's not that bad. I I definitely think like at, when the parks open, we'll see them like at every entrance and every exit of each ride. I wouldn't like, doubt it. And there will be a lot. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. What was there's a one. Oh my god, there's I saw a video somewhere. Oh, it was CNN that posted it. Um at Shanghai Disneyland and they're like, Oh look, getting hand sanitizer at the exit of Pirates and look, there's another one right here, like three feet away. <laughs> so because when you exit the ride, you're you're exiting with a group of people, you know, and there's there's a lot of people exiting out. So I feel like they have to have multiple hand sanitizer stations so everyone can get a chance to go up and there's not a long line for hand sanitizers. You don't need a fast pass for hand sanitizers. Exactly. <laughs> uh, as far as um, before we wrap this filler up, we have uh, tomorrow we're filming with TLAV, um, the boys over there, um, and that podcast will be out tomorrow as well. Yeah. That podcast will be out tomorrow as well. And then we have a couple other episodes that we're planning right now. A couple episodes got scratched, um, but that, that happens, you know. It just some, some of our guests we book, but then some of them realize that, like, they're in contracts with Universal or, like, contracts with whatever theme park that they're coming from and they can't film. And which is fair because a lot of these people, you know, like with characters and stuff, some characters play a key role. So you can't be talking about stuff without the consent of Universal. So just it's stuff happens. Um, and then also, I mean, there may be a time where me and Lost just have technical difficulties with an episode that may not work out. So, but we're we're rolling along with these episodes. Um, yeah. Already on six. This is a sixth episode. Pretty good stuff. <laughs> but let's cut right to our special guest today in today's episode we kick it off with another special guest that is more familiar with the hollywood scene than other things in orlando what started as a japanese sculpture by special effects company slowly turned into a national hoax causing many to be freaked out by this creepy looking figure 
The character was then referred to as Momo and even brought to life at Halloween Horror Nights Hollywood in the Spirits and Demons of the East Scare Zone by a talented scare actor who is also our special guest today. Please welcome to the show, Michaela. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Of course, this first kicks off our first scare actor, right? Gosh, I think this is our first scare actor. Yes. Yes. Because we, yes. we've had we've had Julie and and Tim on, and that's it. So yeah. yeah that's it. First scare actor. Yeah. First scare actor. This will be fun. <laughs> um, me and uh, me and Michaela are familiar with each other. Uh, familiar with each other through Horror Nights. You know, I saw her work go on. Um, in the scare zone, really talented stuff. Um, so when I reached out to her, she was more than happy to come on. So once again, thank you for coming on. Yeah, I'm so happy to. I had a really good time playing Momo. It's definitely my best year working Horror Nights. So uh-huh. I'm to share about it. Oh, perfect. So we'll get, dive right into it. First, before we dive into the Horror Nights stuff, I want to talk a little bit about you. Um, what what gets you, what makes you enjoy the horror genre? What's your career like? Tell me all about it. Well, originally I came to Los Angeles to be an actor and I went to acting school and through somebody at acting school is how I found out about Halloween Horror Nights. So like straight out of acting school that summer, I auditioned for Horror Nights and worked it the next year. And that was about four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what drew me to it is that it was like an, an acting job. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, my first acting job. Yeah, you get to um, put it on but, the resume and everything. <laughs> yeah, right. I do. I do. Because I was that year I was like a captain of like the area that I was working. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'm like legit. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, that's really what drew me into it. But what kept me in it is the community of it. It's yeah. like, I think like 500 people or something. They hire a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But you get put into your maze or your scare zone and you get to really like bond with like these people that are also in your zone or in your maze because you're you know you're seeing and scaring with them four days a week you know five hours a day Mm -hmm. and um i think just the all the fun things of it like it's fun to dress up and scare people like that's my job okay not bad (laughs) i do um i do love the horror genre though like i'm in um a couple of horror movies Uh, one just came out and so, like, being in that community, it's kind of, like, I can, like, bounce off stuff with people. Like, oh, yeah, working Horror Nights. Like, da-da-da-da-da. I know other people in other states who, like, own other haunts. And it's kind of cool. Like, sometimes I'll be on the East Coast and run into people and see someone in a Horror Nights shirt. And it's like, oh, yeah, da-da-da. But, like, they'll be talking to me about the Florida Horror Nights. Uh-huh. And, like, I'm talking about the Hollywood Horror Nights. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy how big the world is not only in the scare community but just in the community as a whole it's crazy how big it is and oh, how yeah. it, it's I, just weird you, you a lot of people don't realize it until you get into it oh my gosh yeah i have a friend who i work with uh they own a horror pop culture convention called mad monster party mm-hmm. um so like i work on the management team for that and it's like all the people that love horror nights like come to that event and like you see like all the people in the battle vests and yeah. like the, like horror t-shirts and everything like, it's such a big community of people who love this kind of thing and like we may look scary but we're really nice yeah a lot of characters have that soft spot to them that's yeah. really neat though it seems like you got like a, a big line of, of, of career things that you can go into really anything now one of the I big guess. things is is acting you know like i mean you bring these whatever character you're playing especially at horror nights or in any haunt in general with horror nights in specific you know you could be bringing a, a character from a movie or a tv show to life or just a character from a scare zone which is your character that we'll talk about a little bit later on 
but it's it's a really neat how you you can kind of have that your own storytelling aspect to it bringing this character to life oh absolutely and because with a character like momo um momo came from the momo challenge which like i think you only saw the face so like i kind of had a lot of freedom to bring that character to life the way that i saw fit and Mm. i chose to like take it and run with it i think i think (laughs) weird with it because i i don't know it's you can and that's why i was cast in that role in that part of the park because i am so creative with the choices that i make when i scare and uh it's you have when you're playing a role like that, you have a lot of creative power, and they like it when you really get into it, and that's uh, that's what I tried to do. That's really nice. Um, we're going to dive into the, the questions right now. That way we can really dive into that role a little bit more and find out all the details and stuff around it. Go ahead, Lost. Start us off. All right. So how many other actors are playing the same role? Like Only? The only one. I had one double. Everybody in Scare Zone 1 was cast like that. So um, every 45 minutes, we would come and tag each other out. We'd do like a little like double high five because <laughs> in our particular mask, visibility was very low. It had to be directly in front of each other for us to know that like we were out. Like, I'm out here. You can go on break now. Um, <laughs> I did encounter some collisions doing yeah. that. Um, oh, my gosh. There is one particular <laughs> instance. Um, I thought it was clear. Um, I didn't see people in front of her. Mm-hmm. And so I like ran to like, go get in front of her to t- like, tell her go on break. And there was a girl I did not see with, because my visibility was legit. Yeah. It, you can't see yeah. out of the side of it. No, no peripheral vision in any direction at all. <laughs> Up, down, left, right, nothing. But the previous <laughs> year I had had a similar mask. So the people at Universal knew that I could handle performing in such restrictions, mm-hmm. but so I ran in front of her and I like full force, like my head collided with the <laughs> side of the head of so hard that I knocked her to the ground <laughs> and my wow. supervisor was right there. So I like, I was like, I just like looked at her and I was like, Oh, I went to my supervisor and I was like, did you just see what, did you see what just happened? I felt <laughs> like, I felt so dumb. I felt so bad because I knocked this girl to the ground. She looked pissed. Like, obviously, yeah. I didn't. We Universal Halloween Horror Nights is a no-touch event, so mm-hmm. we're not trying to touch you. We don't want to touch you. I want to yeah. get as close as I can without actually touching you. But so when you actually, so when you actually have contact for the guests, it's like, oh shit! Like we aren't supposed to do that. Yeah, you're like, oops. Uh, <laughs> my supervisor, like, did you see that just happen? Like, can you go talk to her? Can you go see if she's okay? Because like, I just knocked this girl to the ground with my head. Like, uh huh. Cool, but thankfully, I think he gave her front of the line passes to the um, us maze, yeah, and yeah. she was like totally fine. Front of the line passes will make anyone happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be like, oh yeah, no problem. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah it, it is. It's funny though because you know, like I've had my fair share of you know scare actors touch me, and it, it happens. You know, like, you can only do so much um, when you're in that environment and you're you're being asked to play a character that's like going crazy in your face. Like you can only prevent so yeah. much. We feel like that provides the best experience for the guests. Like we, mm-hmm. we are not supposed to get as close as we do, but a lot of us who do get that close have a lot of experience and have a lot of control. And, and so know how to control it. Exactly. Like I know mm-hmm. I can get this close to you. I know I can do that. So yeah. because yeah. that's my intention, just just exactly. to get that close to you. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, do any like what was the research like or pre-planning when when you found out about this character? 
Ah, uh, wow. Honestly, I don't think I ever even watched the videos on the internet. That's I, so oh, bad. I, I, I knew about it. I just didn't know like the whole storyline behind it at all. <laughs> didn't really either. They kind of at my costume fitting. Cause they have the costume fitting is very early. And I went to my costume fitting and they were like, oh, you're Momo from the Momo challenge. Like huh. I'm from the internet. And they're like, look at us. I looked it up. And <laughs> I remembered hearing stories on NPR about that happening when it was happening. Um, I think I was going to some audience work and they were talking about like the, it's these nice, they seem like regular kids videos and then like Momo pops up and tells you to kill yourself or something like that. Yeah. Okay. She's dark. I think, um, I just like when I got into the costume and when I got into the mask and I just kind of like, was like feeling it out. Like how would she's creepy? I have these, these huge gloves. The gloves were the worst. Gosh, the gloves were disgusting, but I think they looked, I think they made her look scarier than just a little girl because uh, when you're a small person built like myself playing a character that is female um uh-huh. it, it it it's almost like it invites guests to fuck with you it's yeah. like they i think guests they get drunk and they think like oh you're small like i can take advantage of you i was definitely hit more than ever i had three guests be ejected were you because i noticed um there was you obviously had the two characters were you the shorter one uh no she was the shorter one okay okay but still but oh. it, it's and you have i noticed there's i mean between the four-legged stilt walker and that scare zone and everything everyone was very like tall <laughs> yeah yeah except for us we were the only like small female character there was one other there was only three women scare actors in the zone mm-hmm. uh, the other one obviously me and my double the other one she played one of the statues her double was a male and there was the geisha character but that was played by men so like visually there was two female characters and like obviously the six foot tall geisha man or woman whatever you're not gonna mess with but like the little the little school girl like oh yeah no problem i guess that's how guests get i feel like with the mask it was like you can tell it was momo but it didn't have the same um like it was still creepy but it didn't have that same like sadistic and rightfully so i feel like that wouldn't be the right move on universal to do especially since kids were killing themselves but uh i you couldn't tell as as much unless you you you're obviously like you knew about the internet stuff going on like momo and everything oh every night all night long momo momo Uh, oh my god God, is is that momo oh my god oh my god my favorite though somebody said it's that girl from that thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's yeah, I mean, even like I can only imagine like, like working in the scare zone, being that character, having that happen all night. Because like when I walked through it, or, like when I went in there to take pictures, I'd hear it like so yeah. much. And even me, I was just like, uh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> mama, mama, mama. Uh-huh. Can I take a picture with you? Yeah, especially, I mean, as you know, it seems like you've been working for the event for a while. Like, you know, the demographics gotten different. So it's interesting. Yeah, and it was interesting, too, to be placed where I was. I've never worked right in the front of the park before. And Mm -hmm. so you're greedy. Like, you are the first thing the guests see. So, like, you're all those... All those horrible guests that didn't come to have a nice time. Uh You're the the first one to meet those people. And you're the first Uh one to meet those teenagers that are like, we're going to fuck around and throw water in your hair. After they just sat in L.A. traffic and freaking they're all pissed or or their parents just dropped them off right outside. (laughs) What sucks is though the kids, though, they can't eject the kids as easily as they can eject the adults. When I say eject, I mean, like, kick them out. Yeah. Yeah. They have to because they're minors. It's like trickier. So, like, I, I had people. 
one group of teens messed with me and like they did get ejected because they said they were leaving anyway so uh -huh. security said we'll just escort you out then. yeah we'll just walk you right out <laughs> but like the other group they just got like a talking to one group like she this this girl she like dumped her water bottle in my hair or the hair oh, of wow. my the hair of my mask yeah, yeah and I, I don't think they got ejected i think they just got a talking to because uh -huh. like they can't just throw them out as easily but then like the guy who shoved me in the face like this and then followed me to my supervisor to tell my supervisor that i walked into his hand uh <laughs> that guy definitely got ejected yeah and, and we talk about it all the time like me i always talk about it on this channel when talking about horror nights it's like well you guys need to stop being idiots like i mean there's like all horror nights guests are, are are dope and everything but there's the ones who are new and like a lot of them are, are new to the to the channel too um, and i can see it in the comment section i can just tell those type of guests like don't abuse this characters like you're stupid you're just dumb you gotta realize and it's a, it's a big thing that we talked about before is you don't realize yeah you have this scary creature in front of you and everything but underneath it like we were talking about earlier there's a soft like kind person underneath it and a human just like you yeah you know and it doesn't matter if they're kind or, or nice or not underneath it it's a they're still a human being don't do anything stupid <laughs> something that people it is very easy to forget when you're on the other side mm -hmm. like the thing with the flash like even with the flash is a big thing like yeah. when you when you when you shoot video or you take pictures with your phone at mm -hmm. horror nights or at a haunt and you use the flash you're shining that light directly into somebody's eyes because like you said you don't have peripheral view yeah like <laughs> so it's like it's... and like doing that that I know from experience, like doing that sort of thing, heads up, if you do that sort of thing, it's going to make the scare actors not want to give you attention. Mm -hmm. Like we legit will like turn away and not look and cover your phone and like oh, not give you the performance. I, 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 I've seen it. Cause like, I, you know, obviously the, uh, the YouTube community around Hornets is, is a big thing as well. Or like the blogger community. And I see it, like I'll see well-known people with their flash on their cameras. And I'm just like, what are you doing? The characters are not going to give you a reaction. Like, yeah, it's, like, like it's, it's not going to happen. How much better? That or like people on Snapchat constantly recording everyone with their flash on. It's so annoying. Yeah, it's like it's not going to look that good. You yeah, know? like, yeah, stop. Like, like flash won't make a big difference. Like, <laughs> it's like last year, um, I was walking through us and these this family in front had had their flash on and then this guy sits down on one of the props which first of all don't yeah. do anything to the props they're an idiot for that and then he gets to this character's face with the flash on and i'm just like okay like what is getting into these people <laughs> i don't <laughs> like, I, like what what do people think when they when they do stuff like that i don't know I, i've walked through the mazes um, mm -hmm. i think i did get to go through all the mazes last mm -hmm. year um and it's it's interesting when you take a walk on the other side. Actually, last year, as Momo was going to be my last year's Horror Nights, and I mm -hmm. was planning to get a frequent fear pass and just attend the event this year and, like, yeah. be a guest because it's so fun, and I don't really see myself having a better experience working there than I did last year. And it's also very physically yeah. demanding, and I don't really want to put my body through that. Especially, especially where you were last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I – because, like – when you're casting a role like that, like I am the kind of performer that like takes it and runs with it. So I like it like super, super physical. Like I taped my knees with KT tape every day because I would work from like 8.45 AM or 9.30 AM to about 3 PM and then go to Universal. And then from 5 PM to 3, 4 AM work hard nights. And I yeah, did that yeah. for most of the, I did that for the whole season. No sleep. <laughs> <laughs> 
So gosh, it was it was rough, but I still managed to like do the thing. Coffee helped. <laughs> but well, when you take a walk on the other side, it just kind of like shows you that because when we're watching, like the guests do like dumb stuff, you know, or being stupid. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're on the other, it's a lot easier to be stupid like that. Like when you go through a maze, like. I do the same dumb stuff all the guests do because yeah. you're like you don't know what's going on. Like the guests it's don't easy, know what's going on. It's easy when you don't see it from the other side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you have you have a, a big history with Hornets, I assume. Well, kind of. Um, four years I performed at Horror Nights. I had so much fun. The first year I was on Terror Tram. I was a burned clown slash a baseball clown. I actually have a hat with my characters painted on it. Somebody in my zone, like, this was, like, I think I paid, like, 30 bucks for this. This was, like, my favorite. I think you guys can see it. My favorite oh, wow. character. Oh, wow. Captain Moody. I go by Moody at Horror Nights because it's my last name, and it's, like, a lot rowdier. And it's kind of uh-huh. a rowdy environment. But, um, so this was, like, one of the other makeup looks I had. When they would paint my face, I would have, like, different faces. So, like, the little burned clown right there was, like, when I did wear a mask. And then I got punched in the face that year, so I had him paint that on the mask. Oh, um, nice. That's, that's uh-huh. Hollywood Harry punching me in the face with the knife. Because um, what happened was I was, like, out there making sure my all the doubles had switched because I was captain. So I wanted to, like, make sure everything was good before I left yeah. set. And I was, like, I don't know. I was just going to look. And he went for a scare. And he just, like, punched me, like, legit, like, with the knife, like, in my face, in my oh. eye. <laughs> so Ow. I had to go. I didn't want to go to Auk Health. Health, occupational health, like when you were, you get hurt. That's where they send you. Yeah, the, the, um, the health station. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I didn't want to go, but my supervisors were like, you need to go. Like, you, you just got hit in the head. Like, you need to go get that looked like, at. Like, well, I don't feel it, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, funny enough, uh-huh. I didn't know. I didn't know how, because Terra Tram is, like, very, it's far away from Auk Health. So, they have to send uh-huh. a van to pick you up to take uh-huh. you to Auk Health. And that's pretty much almost anywhere in the park you're working, unless... It's like scares on one because you can walk there. That's mm-hmm. so I didn't know where the van was gonna pick me up. I walked down to a tram offloading where all the guests were, and like <laughs> some guy tried to put his arm around me and take a picture with me. So I tried to like dodge that, and then his ring hit me on the other side of my face, split the other side of my face open. Oh no, oh, that's no fun. That was wild, <laughs> but it was a good year. So the, I was the clown on Terror Jam the first year. The uh-huh. second year, I was in. Mm, what was I in the second? Year? Of the, 2017, was it, right? Was yeah, it The Shining? Yeah, it was The Shining. I was a skeleton party guest in the gold room of The Shining, where we oh, were just oh. like statue skeletons, and then we moved, and people would uh, lose their shit in that room. We got some good. I had one guy jump. there's a scare like, like that, people lose their shit. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. <laughs> well, it's so like when you scare like big dudes or just getting a drop. That's like the uh-huh. most rewarding thing when you when you scare somebody and they fall down. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I wonder how many of those I had as Momo because I couldn't see the ground, so uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. You scare them, you scare them and run. That's the thing. You don't want to sit yeah. around too long. Uh-huh. So this the gold room in The Shining. Then the third year was uh, Holidays in Hell. I was the Christmas elf at the end of the scare oh, zone. Oh, cool. <laughs> With that, those because those those eyes were those eyes were slightly bigger than Momo's eyes. Uh huh. So because I could because I did so well with that, I think they were like, oh yeah, we're gonna put her in even smaller eyes. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, let's make it more difficult. <laughs> so then uh, that that was that was a lot of fun. That was my first time in an actual scare zone. 
What was it like being it. down there in the back lot? The, it's different because uh, it doesn't it doesn't open up until later, I guess. So it's like seven or eight. Um, we tried to do an opening ceremony, which was kind of cool, but mm-hmm. not as legit as like the one in the front that they ended up taking out the next year. Yeah. So it's a uh, like it's not too bad. It's not as it's not as much. It's not as many people because yeah. it's kind of like a scare zone that's set up. Whereas scare zone that's I think that's scare zone three, the metro scare zone. And Scare Zone yeah. 1 is the one in the front. And so, like, Scare yeah, Zone 1 is, like... Yeah, Scare Zone 3. Scare Zone 2 is the tunnel or whatever. Oh, yeah, the tunnel. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> they could have run more with that, but they chose not to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Losh, Losh is, is going to have it in for him when he gets to experience that down here. Because <laughs> the tunnel is something. <laughs> it's uh, it's just, like, dubstep music and, like, strobe lights. And, like, big dudes in there. It, yeah, it makes you want to fall on the floor because you're going to get an epilepsy and shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> So it's basically like any club over here. Yeah. <laughs> there you but go. With, with like mutes walking around in it. <laughs> if they keep it safe. Um, oh, man. But uh, the big difference is just like, I guess the amount of people. You have more like downtime and breaks. Like when you're in Scare Zone 1, there's no doubt. There's always people, you know? Yeah. Um, sometimes it's like thinner, but for the most part, it's like, it's a lot of people because they're, when the night starts, they are all, li- they all have to come in right there. They don't have to go down mm-hmm. to the mess. Arizona. like that's kind of a choice you make as a guest i guess but um yeah just like a, more people you you and, and the metro it's like like because you do get those downtimes you know um there's oncoming traffic when you go down to that that area so they always there's a team member they're always stopping the whole big crowd so it's like it's almost like a gauntlet holidays in hell was like a gauntlet right yeah it was, it was yeah. kind of like a gauntlet yeah, yeah. So almost like a, a mini maze a mini in a maze. way. It was. And yeah. so what makes me so happy is that because it's because of us, it's because of the performers that we did so well in Holidays and Hell, the Scare Zone, that they turned it into a maze. That is like, it's like we did that. <laughs> yeah. That's great. It was the That's number cool. one thing at the event every weekend, higher rated than Stranger Things. The Scare Zone? Yeah, Holidays and Hell Scare Zone was. Because they would, last year they didn't tell us. But when I was in Holidays in Hell, they would tell us every day we would have a pre-shift meeting, and mm. they would they would tell us like where we were ranked like in. At the oh, end of cool! The so they let you know like every single night. We that year they did, but then in 2019 they didn't. Which oh. we were like, what's going on? Like we want to know. Like I think they went. I think Horror Nights as a whole. I just went through a crucial time last year, as far as rankings and like just everything goes. Like there was a lot. I could tell there's a lot of stuff, and we'll we'll dive into the whole. Um, opening ceremony controversy thing a little bit later but uh it's it, it was a weird it was definitely a weird time for horror nights last year i felt it's uh, it was uh i guess different but i think different for me mostly because i was kind of in a different place like yeah like, uh, this all different scene one is like the 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 best of the best and the people uh-huh. they know can take a hit yeah <laughs> That's that's something they that's something they told us like yeah they they put that they do put the best people up there but like they also put people they know can get hit because like that's we're definitely getting hit up in the front. Mm-hmm. Don't hit the characters. They're people. Don't. Don't. <laughs> so since I'm here from Orlando, yeah, I don't really know what's this character process like over there in Hollywood, like the auditioning process. Well, we um, I don't know. You're probably not supposed to talk about this, but. I'm not coming back, so. Oh, okay. Well, well, there you go. So you're not you're not coming back next year for sure. I don't want to perform again because 
mostly just because it's so physical. Like one of my knees does not work the same. Well, if, okay. So they put it out on the website. Um, if you've worked for universal before, they'll like send you an email before they tell the public that like they have an mm -hmm. audition coming up. Um, so it's just like ushauditions.com, I think. Um, and it tells you, you know, you can, you schedule a time. It's, I think they say like reserve two hours, like just in case it doesn't take two hours. Um, what it has been in the past, we go to the like Sheraton, I think, uh, one of the ballrooms at one of the hotels by Universal, right up, mm -hmm. right up there, like on the drive up. And one year we would, the, the thing that they usually do is they will play music and it's, it's like, I don't want to say demonic music, but it's, it's like, you know, horror nights, horror nights feel yeah. music. And they'll, they say, stalk your prey. And then when the music like peaks, kill your prey. And that's kind of the instruction <laughs> that they give. So then, so then for like 30 seconds or something, we're like running around this ballroom, like freaking just like, crawling, like stalking oh, the prey crazy. and then like killing the prey. Like, oh, uh -huh. <laughs> getting weird, you know? And uh -huh. then they're like, that's what it's like all night. So if you can't handle that, like this is probably not the job for you. So that's like the one part. In other years, one year I did it, where they said, okay, if you've worked the event before, like, that's it for you. It's your rehire is based on your scores from last year. If you've never worked the event before, everybody line up in a line and die any way you want. Just don't die the same way as the person before you like, died. Be, be creative with it. Yeah. So the, what I did was that, like, somebody, like, slashed my throat. And, like, I was like. Uh-huh. And like whatever slowly went down like i couldn't like like i couldn't breathe because blood was gushing down my throat some people you know get they'll get shot or get you know attacked I, i'm sure like or getting shot like... is one of the the ones that just everybody picks <laughs> just oh you want to do something creative this is an audition you know uh-huh so uh that's what it was like the first year in after that in the past couple of years i feel like they have they'll have it's still like the stalk your and kill your prey thing Mm -hmm. But then they've had cones set up, like three cones, cones, or like maybe they put like a noodle on the cone. The cones are the guests, you know. So yeah. go and scare the cones, but don't touch the cones. Because if you touch the cone, that's automatically you're fucking disqualified. You're not going to get it. Yeah. Um, so scare the cones, but don't touch the cones. And that's that's been, I think, what it's been like the past few times with scaring the cones. They And before you go into the ballroom, you go into like one ballroom where you fill out the paperwork and you can bring your headshot. Um, they say it's recommended, but for horror nights, I don't think they really need it. Um, so like if you're going to audition, don't be stressed if you don't have a headshot. Like it's not going to stop you from getting hired. Do, do they have um, like, is it easier for them to, uh, well, because now I guess they see you. So I'd say like obviously with Universal, they do movies and TV shows. So I think that they want to look for specific people sometimes. Well, yes, I, for face characters. Yeah. When they have characters that are like people from shows or people from movies, they have they want to cast individuals that look like those people. Obviously, mm -hmm. I uh, had a friend who played Baby in the um, Thousand House of a Thousand Corpses maze, and because like their face is out, you know, they have to look like it. But for most of us, we're wearing masks. I wore I wore a mask, except for when I got the face paint in 2016. I think it was. Mm -hmm. that was kind of like that was kind of the last year they really did like a lot of face paint after that they pretty much went to all masks i mean it's as a performer i don't like the mask as much as a business i can understand it's more cost effective to do masks yeah so it's kind of like mm, mm. like whatever I can, see, <laughs> I can see why but i don't love it but um 
yeah, so mostly you're behind the mask, so like they can't your face isn't as important. It's your build. That's what they really want. They want yeah. like really big guys, like guys uh-huh. over six foot. They need you. They are always having like second rounds of auditions once everybody's hired. That's like if you know a guy who's like over six feet, <laughs> like tell him, please. It's like when they had Texas Chainsaw a couple years back. I remember their yeah. casting for like over six five or like over six three, mm-hmm. like and, and big and bulky. That last I feel like last year they didn't do any of them. But usually it's like Jason ready leatherface they're all uh-huh. like big, they're all like big dudes you know i guess you could say captain spaulding from house uh of thousand corpses yeah, I guess but it's supposed to be a big dude. even then there was a couple like skinny dudes in there <laughs> yeah because it's like they're they get they get desperate a little bit uh-huh. to the end of the casting but that's yeah. something they're looking at when you go into the audition they are looking at like how are they going to cast you? Like mm-hmm. it's, it's happens in June or July. It happens very early in comparison to when the event starts, mm-hmm. but they're like, I, I don't know if they are, but they normally would be building stuff now. Like, yeah. The event. Um, mm-hmm. With everything else going on in the world, I don't know what's going to horror nights is going to be like, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But um, for the auditions, yeah. Dress like you're going to a yoga class or an exercise class. You don't want to wear jeans. You want to be able to move. They want to see you move. If you, there's a lot of different roles at horror nights. There's the blackout performers. That's going to be the least physical job. And then there's like the character that I played is going to be pretty much the most physical job. When you're in a maze, you might have like one move you're doing over and over again. So that's that physical, but not like running around. So I guess, think about that when you're in the audition like there's all those different types of roles so if you're like showing a good performance of you like running around and being able to like physically perform a lot then there's a better chance that they would want to cast you in like a scare zone role versus like a blackout role because uh for a blackout role you're watching a monitor i think and like triggering something i've never done a blackout role but it's like there are definitely different levels of physicality but they're I don't know. What I've heard is next time they're going to do like endurance tests, like pull-ups and stuff. Oh. We'll see. There I know they were there was some talk of maybe changing to do more of like Florida's hours cuz at um Hollywood, I think the event opens at like 7 p.m. and goes to 2 a.m. four mm. days a week, and from what I've heard, I think Florida's like 5 days a week and they don't work as many hours and they double cast everybody, and it's I don't know if it's as cost-effective monetary cost effective to do that but like maybe the performers like do better because they're I more would well say I would say a Hollywood characters go through a lot more pain I feel than Florida's would because of the shifts the only thing I can say in Orlando is that there's A cast, B cast and then C and D cast mm-hmm. so C cast ends up going with A cast on their fourth set if I'm not mistaken and then B cast goes with D cast for their fifth set well their fifth time the cast comes yeah. out yeah, yeah. Usually it's like four or five sets, depending and on. And then the they movie. just end up meshing together towards the end of the night. And I, I think the very last cast is like C and then D, like it thins out throughout the night. Oh yeah. Yeah, so it's like. It's definitely, it's definitely. Different. It's not as grueling. Yeah. It's hard because I mean a lot. I think a lot of people don't work other jobs when they're doing horror nights. And if you don't work another job, horror nights is awesome because you're just like staying up, playing around, doing horror nights, and then <laughs> sleep and sleeping in and doing whatever you want. But uh. then, unfortunately, some of us have to work, too. So, like, that makes it even harder because it's, like, you still – for I mean, for me, like, playing the big scare zone role, like, I had to work all day and then I had to work all night. And I had to perform all night. So it's – you have to drink coffee, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, coffee, <laughs> energy drinks, I guess, whatever it is. 
know that if yeah. you're considering auditioning for Halloween Horror Nights in Hollywood, it is a major time commitment. You really can't do too much else. Like, I was able to kill myself and work before because I was working at a marijuana dispensary. It didn't take me a lot of energy to sell people weed for a few hours before I went into yeah. Horror Nights to scare yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, at least it's not a physically demanding job before. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I was like, yeah, I could be, I could do that tired, no problem. The job kind of fell into my lap like, during the season, like, right before it. I said, yeah, I don't want to say no to opportunities to make money. But, um, so it's it's a thing of... In a previous year, I was very much on the acting hustle. A lot of things were going really well for me with acting. I was having a lot of, like, booking a lot of roles, just, like, on a really good forward motion. And mm. then Horror Nights came around, and I kind of had to stop all of that. I couldn't do any auditions. I couldn't film anything because Horror Nights is all I had time for. So if you are an actor, performer, and you're considering getting into this work, that's definitely something to keep in mind, the huge time commitment that it is. You're not going to be able to do all of your normal stuff if you're trying to work horror nights especially if you're trying to work horror nights and work other jobs because it is a seasonal thing you know you can't just bail on your regular job you're gonna have to go back to that and that's totally understandable but it's uh it's a lot it's, it's a lot it's, <laughs> yeah physically and time it's a lot it's fun <laughs> but just just be prepared for that so last year you said you got to go through all the houses yeah did you have a favorite house last year I really liked the Pandora's box one. I like like it was so bright, like the energy. Such an underrated was... maze. <laughs> yeah, because it's one of the original IPs and doesn't get the hype. But uh -huh. like the first like few scares in that had such on point energy. I was like, yes, it's nice. <laughs> it's nice when you get to go through and experience like people actually wanting to do their job because you can uh -huh. feel you can feel when people are tired and they're just doing the motion or whatever not or their handout <laughs> unfortunately not every character that gets cast is you know as into performing you know mm -hmm. as like someone like me but that's uh the pandora's box one like the, the just the energy really did it for me in that one it, it's i i i've brought this up before but there's like i'd say like a, a, a couple of, of people in pandora's box are fans of the channel so it's like Whenever I'd go in there, they'd give it their all. And I loved it. I, I loved it. It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, fun. like, everybody, like, all the Pandora actors, like, she, um, I know a lot of them are played by guys, but she, meaning the character, would always just, like, stretch out, like, super far out of their boot holes or wherever they were. Really energetic. Yeah. It's it's nice when you get to experience that. And that's, uh -huh. and that's like, why the event's so cool. When you get to walk through and experience, like, characters, like, really giving their all. It's like this is why this is why we paid money for this. This is why we waited in line for hours. You know, it's it's a whole like, and especially you know, there's the people that just go just to have a fun and get scared, whatever. But then there's people like me or other people who are like who scare actors who go to the event just as a guest, where you appreciate the little things like that, like the energy of the scare actors, the the detail that's going on. It's it's a really neat thing. There's it's such Horror Nights is, has so many moving parts. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Just and I mean even like throughout the characters just like the different types of roles and then on then i mean there's we're only the performers there's all the people that are controlling everything the sets and the sounds and there's mm -hmm. like there's so much there's so much that goes into it this is a huge money-making event for universal and speaking of of horror nights uh, we talked about it we talked a little bit about it a, a couple minutes ago uh, the, the future of the event this year 
Um, obviously, construction has has started a, a couple days ago. There was a drone footage of, of construction starting. Um, so it's looking like it's going to be like a 50-50 chance for Horror Nights this year due to what's going on in the world. How do you think, since you know, you've know you been a character for four years, what do you think Universal will do to prevent characters from getting too close to guests? Do you have any idea of like how they do it? I was thinking about that the other day because that's like one of the things like obviously we want to get really really close mm -hmm. not touch you yep but really close <laughs> oh I touched it not six feet away <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know like how can you scare somebody from six feet away I can't even sell somebody marijuana from six feet away exactly like you have to do so much stuff like when I go to the grocery store you know and they, they have a little marker and it says like oh stand six feet away from the register I'm like well, how am I supposed to put my card I know, into the... Uh, I, I have to take your card. I have to run your credit card. I don't let people run their own cards because we've had people accidentally charge themselves too much. They hit an extra zero when they're putting the card and they charge themselves $800 instead of $80. Uh -huh. So like, I have to take your card to charge your card. I have to... I mean, I try to like leave the products on the counter and like go get the door for them. But even the hallway, yeah. you know, we get congestion in the hallway. So I'm like, uh -huh. how... That's all Horror Nights is, is like tight, crowded places. Exactly. So, I, I don't know if they try to change it to like a six feet away scare. It's not going to have the same feeling, you know? Yeah, and it's, it's weird because Horn, it, Universal, both parks, both coasts seem like they're, they're ready. Like they're like, all right, we're, we're good. We're good. Like we're going to do Horn Nights. Like we're fine. You know, construction <laughs> starting, they, they have all the planning, but none of us know how they're going to do it. I don't think they know. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, well, they, maybe, I mean, maybe, they, maybe they don't know. Maybe they just have. Maybe, maybe just they think that's just gonna go away. <laughs> I think they count on the money from Horror Nights. Like yeah. how many thousands of people? I mean, we scare almost thirty thousand people a night, every night. Yeah, it's that's it's a lot, lot of people. That's a especially lot, especially with Hollywood's crowds. Um, Florida has Florida has a lot of like the same amount of crowds as us. But the thing that I always say is, in Hollywood, you get them all. You don't get just a set. A set community or a set fan base like in hollywood there's it, it's so many different people i mean la you know it's it, la is everybody <laughs> it's such a hub like there's because we definitely have people from other countries come through mm -hmm. like, oh yeah the, the ones that have come and visit the daytime park and then they're like oh horror nights you know let's let's do it <laughs> yeah, we're here <laughs> um the opening ceremony has always been a tradition at Horror It's the Scares on One. It has always been such a great thing. Over the years, it has gotten kind of dangerous. What What was the decision to pull the plug on Scaremony this year? Well, they didn't really tell us too much details. Um, what we were told was no more opening Scaremony. Like, this is going to be the last that one. That was it. <laughs> nope, we're not there. They said we're getting rid of it. Because I think, what did they tell us? Like, people don't like waiting like, they want to just be able to go get in line or something, mm -hmm. I guess. And, like, that's why people were complaining. So they took it out. And then they tried to bring it back. I think we, I think they told us no. And then, like, they're like, maybe we're just going to do it on Sundays or something. So we did it again. But then it was like, no, no more. They didn't really tell us why too much. And I think that's whatever about the lines thing, I guess. Maybe. Mm -hmm. people I mean, it, it was weird because I, I heard... One was safety. Two was the whole the lines thing. But if it was the lines thing, they always had a separate space for people to wait. And then they cut it off like 10 minutes before the event actually kicked off because they obviously have early entry and stuff. But, I mean, they had the people, they had a waiting area for people if they wanted to wait. So it was just weird. It's a weird, it's a really weird thing. 
what was it like because did you did you get to do opening ceremony at least on the nights? what was so like cool. oh my gosh after like working hard nights for three years and like hearing about like how scare zone one's like the best and then like getting mm-hmm. to be getting cast in scare zone one and it's like and i'm gonna get to be in the opening ceremony like this is it yeah. it was very exciting to get to be in the opening ceremony they changed it pretty quick though because we had to get rid of one of the characters because people were complaining oh the, the, the whole racism size thing yeah oh yeah that that this is the thing right you know i, I tell lost this all the time hollywood has so much controversy florida can like they, they get away with a lot of stuff but hollywood Oh my God! So much controversy. <laughs> like it got changed pretty quickly when they got rid of Lopon. Like I think he lasted only like the first weekend or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was cool because we had a whole like at our. So the way that it works, you get cast. Um, you'll get like an email or a phone call or maybe both, and then you have to schedule some paperwork that you have to go in and do. And then you schedule an orientation and that's when you go in and they talk to you about like the performance union that you have to join in order to work the event and like how it's yeah, going to yeah. work. And like they'll, they, at the orientation, they tell you all the scare zones and mazes because they haven't announced everything yet. And then after that, you are scheduled based on where you're cast for a rehearsal. And at the rehearsal is when we did the opening ceremony. And that's when like Scott like put it all together, line us all up in a garage and we're like walking through like this is how it's going to be. And then... After walking through it in the garage for a while, we when the park. I think we had to wait for the park to actually be closed. Um, we went into the park and they turn on the music and we practice going through it with the music a few times. It's uh, it was it was really cool. It's like we're this is this is it. This is the opening ceremony. Like yeah. And yeah. then they and then they took it away. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. But I mean, I'm hoping one day that we'll get it back. Um, obviously not this year because if they're doing social distancing, there is no way in hell yeah, no we'd way. have it. <laughs> no. It is it is insane. <laughs> but um, hopefully they bring it back in year. Um, real quickly to wrap up this podcast, is there anything you want to say for aspiring scare actors that are looking to become scare actors? Train all year long. Be <laughs> constantly exercising. It is very physically demanding to work this job. Put yourself in a position to be like killing it when you start instead of finally adjusting to all of this physical work by the end of the season. It, it, it does. I mean, even just from a, a viewing standpoint, you know, one year, one year that I, I slowly start to, to quit YouTube, which hopefully isn't years from now, but uh, I, I want to at least try one year of scare acting and really take it seriously. So yeah. um, if you guys are looking to do it, uh, definitely I would say you know get get in touch with characters because there's a lot like um michaela like i just i just talked to her through uh through instagram because i took a picture of her are you gonna call yeah sorry about that no you're good do you need a pause no it's okay it's my mom okay. for later um i i met her through um just one picture that i took and then you know you kind of talk uh here and there and there's a couple characters like that um, it's it's always good to get advice. You know, if you think yeah. you know everything, you don't because you don't know it until you actually do it. <laughs> Most of the characters are really nice people. I know that's what we like to look scary. That's uh-huh. that's it. We don't like. I want to scare you when it's my job, but I don't want to scare you right now. You know. <laughs> um, most people are really really cool and like love talking about horror nights. So if you know a character, like reach out you can reach out to me i guess um yeah. i'm on instagram moody michaela yeah you'll have, we'll have all the stuff down this um below um instagram down below you have a twitter 
I don't really do Twitter. My big thing is TikTok, though. I oh, my do, goodness. Uh, I'll link that down below, then. <laughs> it is. Link the TikTok. <laughs> I do vegan cooking videos on TikTok. It's, like, totally Ooh. different. <laughs> <laughs> well, there there you go. I'd assume Instagram's probably easier. TikTok's, like, such a growing app now. It's, like, freaking yeah. so many people are on there. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, if you're trying to get social media fame quickly that's TikTok the way to go is, right now <laughs> because it's because it's new and, you know more and, and more people are getting on there all the time i guess you can like really do anything and like anybody will watch you on tiktok like it's, it's crazy find, find your niche yeah, don't do the same thing <laughs> yeah that's why i think that's why i'm successful because i i do a very specific niche with like mm-hmm. the vegan cooking but that's like a whole other tiktok is a whole other topic <laughs> yeah exactly well michaela you got you got, a, you got a big career ahead of you and going on right now so uh Good job with everything you're doing, and uh, we hope to see you at Horror Nights this year as a guest. Um, yeah. so we won't see you as a character. I hope to be there as a guest. I hope <laughs> it happens. If it does happen, we will um, definitely meet up sometime in the haunt season. Talk, yeah. you know. Um, you plugged all your stuff. Thank you for coming on once again. Uh, first character on Horror Nights unscripted, so it was fun. My name is Scott. Um, this has been Adrian. You can check out all of our stuff down below. Uh, link down in the description, as well as our guest today's. All of her socials will be down below. We are Horror Nights Inscripted. We'll see you in the next one. Peace out, everybody.